0: Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag #NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. Well, this this year has gone by fast. I don't know about you, but it's been crazy fast. And a lot of busyness in our family. Today, let's get right into the Word of God. You know, the Bible says of itself that the grass withers and the flower fades, but the Word of our God endures forever. Yes. Amen. Amen. Open your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 60. Uh, I'm finishing the year, the message, uh, our theme, Cradle, Cross, and Crown. Um, The message is called Bright Shining Moments. We're going to finish with just a brief message today. Isaiah 60 verse 1 says this, Arise and shine, for your light has come. Not is coming, not will be in the future one day when you die. Your light has come. It's already arrived. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and the deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. The Bible says that people, lost people, will be drawn and attracted to the shining light of God on you. Amen. 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 My microphone's kind of dangling here for a second. Anyway, Matthew chapter 5, I'm going to weave in something from Jesus' words from the Message Bible. Matthew 5, 14 says this. Here's another way to put it, Jesus said. You're here to be light bringing out the God colors in the world. God's not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm gonna hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine, keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God This generous father in heaven. Finally, I'm going to weave in Romans chapter 5, verse 17. And this is going to be kind of a we're finishing this, but this is kind of where we're headed for January. I'm going to leave you with Romans 5, 17. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, Adam, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. Will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. You are called to reign and rule with him. You're not here to be a victim, you're not here to be a patsy, you're not here to be walked on by the devil. You are here as more than a conqueror, you are here as an overcomer, you are here to execute God's judgment upon the enemy. That's what the Bible says you will reign with him. Let's pray one more time. God, would you open the eyes of our heart that the spirit of wisdom come, The, the influence of your revelation, the illumination of our hearts, light us up with your truth and change us with your word and your spirit. Holy Ghost, we need you. Holy Spirit, come. You're welcome here, whatever you want to do. Whatever interruptions you have planned that are of you, we just say yes, whatever you want to do. Our agenda means nothing. Our written words mean nothing. Your word means everything. Come Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> I want to give some thoughts today about reigning in life by living purpose-filled lives. Jesus was uh, described in John's gospel as the light of the whole world. John 1, in him was the life, and the life was the light of man. His life is our light. John eight twelve says this, Jesus spoke to them again and said, I am the light of the world, And he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. As Jesus casts vision for his redemptive purpose for mankind, he sets in the identity of his followers. And if you're a follower of Jesus, if you know him as Lord and Savior of your life, then something is, God's wanting to do something to impart, to deposit, to, pardon me, to infuse, to strengthen that light in you, He wants to intensify that light wherever you've been in 2023, in 2024. He wants you to grow in in grace, grow in faith, grow in wisdom. He wants you to shine brighter in 2024. But I want to talk to you today for a few months, just practical things: how to shine brighter in 2024. Because when we hear "arise and shine," for your light has come, it sounds so nice and theoretical it sounds so nice and spiritual it just sounds like ooh, i got goosebumps on me that's great no the the glory of god the bible says will be seen on you and recognized as the glory of god by lost people by people that are that are living in 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 less than God's best disconnected from him living in addiction living in confusion living lives that just run from pillar to post living the the, the nomadic life of just running God wants you to have Anchors to be strong and to shine brighter in 2024. So I just want to give you some very practical things as we finish out the year. It's time to turn your light on. Remember that all the light in your life is the Lord's light. It's not your light. It's not because you're so good. He's the power source. It all emanates from him, right? The other night, we were over at the beach when the Falcon Heavy launch went off uh, Thursday night with some family and we went right out to New Smyrna Beach, on the beach with hundreds or thousands of other people. And uh, it had been cloudy all week. It was just, it looked like it might not even go. And it cleared, and it was not a full moon, but it was a really bright, almost full moon over the ocean. And we're looking down at the Cape. And when that thing went up, it was spectacular. I can't even describe you. I've, I've seen dozens, if not hundreds, of launches since I was a little boy Uh, living in Florida and uh, it's just sometimes it it would become so commonplace you just forget to even look up I really appreciate it now that we had a few years without um, the space shuttle and all these different things I really appreciate it so we're over there we're looking and that, that moonlight it just hit me the moon doesn't have any light of its own it doesn't generate any light it simply reflects the light of the sun it, and, the, and what we see is based on the angle with which the moon is around us at different you know, parts of the... It controls the tides. We need the moon to control the tides and all that. But it's a, it doesn't have power of its own. It is used by the sun as a reflector to give us light at night in certain times. And in that same way, moonlight is... is the, you and I are called to reflect the glory of God's sun to other people and ultimately back to Him. The glory of the Son of God is what people see in us. They don't see how good we are. They see the shining of what God's doing in us, right? Yeah. So I just want to give you a few things about this. <clears throat> Everything begins and ends with, the in- with your intimacy with God, your relationship with God. And relationship has different levels. You need to grow. The deeper you go with God and your relationship with Him, the brighter you'll shine. So let me give you five quick thoughts here, and I'll add a sixth bonus. Number one, I believe that the first key to shining your light in 2024 and really growing in your witness, as Pastor Lindsay saying, there's a real thread here today, and I didn't know he was going to do that song. I don't even know that song. But I think it's very, very powerful because I think God is speaking to us today. Number one is simply this, walk the talk. Walk the talk. People are tired of hearing religious people give them words and and all the nice little praise the Lord, Hallelujah. I'm not saying you don't give those, but I'm saying people get tired of of hearing the 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 Christianese, the the Christian lingo, the Christian talk, the church language, if you will, and not talking to them where they are. Some sometimes you see preachers get up and 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 they'll be up, you know. They'll be real when they're on the floor and they're high-fiving and, hey, how y'all doing? Get to see you. They get up. And it's like, and God said, and then suddenly everything changes. Why do you have a different voice when you speak the word than you do as a normal human? I think people get tired of hearing the talky talk. And, and when I say walk the, walk the walk, walk the talk, I'm saying to you, I'm not saying this. I'm not saying be perfect. Or strive for perfection, it's impossible. In fact, I would say this to you I don't think that the unsaved world is looking for the church to be perfect. I believe they're looking for the church to be consistent, that you're authentically yourself in your faith wherever you are, whether you're at work or whatever goes on. And it doesn't mean you can't stub your toe and say a bad word once in a while. I'm just saying to you, it's, a, it's, a, it's not about perfection. It's about consistency. The people are looking for someone to be consistent, that you would do what you say you believe. To me, hypocrisy is the biggest deal breaker, especially for the next generation. That's A lot lot of the next generation, we're talking about uh, people being turned off from God and that kind of thing and and the concerns of the generation. I think that pendulum is swinging back toward God, by the way. That may have been the past few years, but I think what God has spoken to me about 2024 is people are going to start waking up to their need for God. Left and right. People are going to start waking up to their need for God, and we just have to keep praying believing, okay? So live what you say you believe. Walk the talk. Number two, use your gifts, talents, and resources to benefit others. You are blessed, but you're blessed with a purpose. The Bible says that the, the the Abrahamic covenant, God said, I will bless you, make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. You are blessed to be a blessing. You're not blessed just to just to have more stuff. And there's nothing wrong with having some stuff as long as you are being a blessing with the overflow of your life. God wants to bless you because if he can get it, if he can get it through you to somebody else, he can get it to you for sure. God wants to bless you in greater ways, but you got to use everything God's given you, not just for to to look good for yourself, but to reflect his glory and shine the light. Serve. I love Ephesians 2.10. It says for this, for we are his workmanship created or crafted or formed or fashioned in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God wants you to be where you're walking through life and you're looking for opportunities to serve somebody, to do something that that makes a good thing, a good difference, and it doesn't have to be some heavy duty thing. Every little thing you do that you do in the name of the Lord, the Bible says will have an impact. But you gotta use, you gotta think of all the things God has given you are resources, all the talents, all your abilities, all your gifts. I'll say this way, Every one of you have something in your life that nobody else has exactly the same way. And that combination of your gifts, talents, abilities, and resources is unique and different to anybody else in the whole world. There's no two snowflakes alike. There's no two Christian flakes alike either. (laughs) When you're practicing what you preach, just... Understand that God has ordained certain things that you, tomorrow, the next day, the next day. There are certain things as you're out there that God is saying, look, if you get an unction from the Spirit, if you get an unction, you see a need. And, and I, I, I have to always qualify this. <clears throat> so when I say you see a need, I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about giving a handout to every homeless person on the street that has a sign. I saw a, a woman recently... Well, out there with her kids begging on the side of the road and then later on I saw her behind a restaurant getting a really nice car that she's driving with those same kids. So I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying you have to be forced to do don't be guilted into stuff. I'm just saying look at the opportunities you have already that you get a clear unction from God that there's a nudge there's an inward nudge hey I can do something here. Whether it's open the door for somebody else or something, it just helps somebody. <clears throat> number three, are you awake? Yes. Number three, number three is important. Encourage people outside your current circle. Encourage people. What I find right now is that a lot of people are really discouraged, scared, still confused. People dreading the election coming up, season, all this. There's all kinds of stuff going on. And you see the war in Israel. You see all this stuff happening. And people are freaked out. People are freaked out. They're they're wondering. They're curious. There are people that are groping for God right now and don't know that's what they're groping for. A lot of people trying to do it on their own. But you can't do it on your own, my friend. You can never be free by your own willpower. Of whatever it is that binds you, you'll never be free by your own white knuckling everything. Freedom is a person, freedom is in Christ, freedom is in Jesus. When you have Him in your life, freedom lives in you, and now He'll help you walk through those things in those days. Freedom is an unfolding revelation of the person of Jesus in you. I believe right now we're called to be hope distributors. Because there's so much hopelessness, so much despair. I remember one time I had a Pez dispenser up here. My grandkids had this Pez dispenser. You know the Pez dispenser? You open, you lift up the head and candy pops out, right? I believe that when your head comes up, when people around you, what should pop out of you is not a candy. What should pop out of you is hope. 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 Faith is the substance of things hoped for, Hebrews 11, 1 says. It's the substance of what you hope for. If you have no hope, you have no target for your faith. You're faithless if you're hopeless. But you and I, we're not hopeless, are we? The Bible says we diffuse the fragrance of the anointing oil of the Lord. He spreads it around through us, his fragrance of encouragement and hope. There's rampant hopelessness without Jesus, but you and I have the difference to make. Number four. Number four. <clears throat> Here's a simple one, especially if you're returning things after Christmas still, or whatever you're going through at the stores this week, or going back to work. Number four, love and kindness go a long way in our current culture. Yeah. Kindness. God's love and our kindness. Kindness. You know, courtesy used to be so basic, you know. I was taught, you know, when you're out in public, you talk to people, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, no, sir, no, ma'am. Not, yeah, huh. <laughs> you know, I, and I think right now, and I, I know I sound like like, like a 100-year-old man in this. I'm not. I'm not that old, believe me. But I, I know I sound like, them, come on, kids, you need to be, you know, you need to mind your manners. You know, I'm not trying to lecture you. I'm saying as a believer if hope is in us, then why can't we be the courteous ones that that can honor people? And and uh, you know, I think there's a real um, dishonor right now. Speaking of older people, I think we our culture really dishonors older people, and it's not just that I've noticed it since since I turned sixty a couple years ago. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's rampant in the culture that we just re, we disrespect people that that we need. <clears throat> to impart to us wisdom of experience and if you will have key people that are older than you and i so years ago I, i've said this before but years ago when we were on television we were on television for 9 years our program was spirit life now that's how we got now church out of spirit life kind of eventually and uh, Spirit Life Now was on. We had, we were, I mean, it was, it was huge. We were on 88 countries around the world. We were on uh, all over Orlando on Christian television. We were all over uh, TV20 here in Gainesville or Ocala area. And it was awesome, an awesome time. But, but during that time, we realized that there were certain things that were going on. And, and people were starting to look at us differently just because we were on television. And my wife and I, we really got to the place where, I'll just say this, there was a moment in our mid-40s where the opportunity was coming, do you want to go mega and do this and go on more stations and become another TV evangelist, or do you want to really plant a great church in Ocala and, and just really build people? And I realized we, when we were in our mid-40s, we had a few pastor friends of ours that had gone the mega route, and suddenly their marriages were crumbling. And I said to my wife, I said, you know, if we get to the end of this thing, and you're not with me, and we're both with somebody else, it's a failure to me. This is, I said, I want a different road than what our friends have taken. And so we went after, we said, well, who are some of the mentors in our lives of the older pastors and their wives that have made it through 40, 50, 60 years of marriage, relationship, and ministry, and that's when we went after Brother John Evansini and his wife Pat and other people that say, hey, we were, we, they were already our friends. We said, hey, will you, will you mentor us? Will you, will you just love on us and walk with us in this time? There have to be those moments again where you say, you know what, I think what I've been chasing, what I was chasing in my, in my 20s and 30s in ministry and into my mid-40s, when I got to the mid-40s, I kind of realized a lot of stuff I was chasing was my own selfish ambition and I didn't realize it. I was getting so busy working for God that I wasn't spending any time with God. And out of that, I lost some of the intimacy, and I lost just that, you know, we had to, we had to kind of reestablish ourselves after 25 years of marriage at the age of 44. we just like, okay, you know what? We don't need to be on television everywhere. We don't need to do this. We don't need to. Let's streamline. Let's, let's, let's cut back on some of this stuff that we're doing, and let's focus on what really builds people. And if we do that and we're faithful and we're with each other at the end... We've been successful in ministry. I'm telling you, God wants to do something. Loving kindness. <clears throat> when I say loving kind, love and kindness or loving kindness, I'm not talking about being a, becoming a professional wimp or a patsy or a punching bag for abuse. I'm not about letting people walk on you. I'm talking about a simple attitude of gratitude that overflows out of you, not having a sense of entitlement. I never want to be, uh, I, I know that God loves me so much that he spoils me. I know he does the same for you. But I never want to be a spoiled brat just because he loves me and spoils me. God's love is extravagant. It's, it's awesome. It's amazing. But I'm not entitled to it. Jesus, his love does everything. Nobody owes you anything. Love is agape and the God kind of love comes through you, to you, and it's a choice. I just say to finish number four, love like your life depends on it. Choose love. Choose to forgive and release others to God, even when you don't feel it. Choose love. Choose to forgive. Choose to do it. Finally, number five and last, prepare yourself to shine supernaturally. We said a few moments ago, we believe that our God is alive, that he's a miracle working God. But that's not just some out there pie in the sky, by and by. That's in the room and, and through everybody that's in the room, everyone hearing the sound of my voice today, you have the power of God. If you are saved, if you know Jesus as Lord and Savior, and you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, when I say baptized in the Holy Spirit, people automatically, well, is was water baptized. No, no. The Bible says Jesus will come. John the Baptist prophesied. He said, there's one coming after me, and he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. My friends, there is another experience. If you've been saved but never experienced that infilling, that baptism of the Holy Spirit, I would be remiss... On this final day of 2023, if I didn't tell you, you're missing out on a lot. It doesn't, make you, it doesn't make you glow in the dark. It doesn't make you some super, you know, super spiritual being. But I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit working in you, for you, through you makes the entire difference in how your light shines to others. The gifts, the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit are inside of you. If you are filled with his spirit, be courageous in tough moments with that anointing. The Bible calls it the anointing, to be filled to overflow with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Listen in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The power gifts. To be able to speak a word in season. To be able to recognize and suddenly know in your heart something that only God knows. To be able to minister healing. To to minister, the Bible calls it the workings of miracles. You know there's a difference between healing and miracles. Healing is uh is can be a process. The, the working of miracles is the working, there's a there's a working of miracles. There's a something you there's something you have to do obediently to step into that. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. Prophecy is not to get up and say, Thus saith the Lord <laughs> at the congregation. This, see, the gifts of spirit sometimes. Even in the Spirit-filled churches, we have put it out there like these gifts are active only at church. And I'm telling you, if you read the book of Acts, every one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit were in full manifestation. They were in full volume. They were in full force in the whole beginning of the early church. And that's our pattern today. The Bible never says those things disappear. That's what cessation is. That's what theologian, you know, people that have, that have, tried to rationalize why you do, they don't see it today in certain things. We'll say, well, they don't, they, we don't need that today. You don't need that today? You don't need miracles today? Are you serious? We need miracles. We need the God of miracles because he's, there, wasn't a, there wasn't a time of miracles. We have a God of miracles and he's still alive. Yes. And he wants to work through you. The anointing is on you, in you, through you. Remember this, when the world shut down three or four years ago, the church shined the brightest. Don't be afraid of anything else that's coming. Did God take care of you before? He's going to take care of you again. He's still going to provide. He's still going to be there. Yeah, don't don't go into a new season with fear and trepidation except to fear the Lord, to respect him, to honor him, to worship him, to revere his name. My friends, people are desperately looking for Jesus right now, but you are his hands and feet on earth. The powerful gifts of the Holy Spirit are not just for here. They're for every day when you're walking out there, not to be weird, but just to be be sensitive to the unction, to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, to be able to get up in the morning and say, Lord, what do you want to do today? What do you want to do? What do you want to do through me? Let's have an adventure. Let's let 2024 be a year where you just work with me every day. Just do do one thing through me every day to confirm that you're with me and to help somebody else. In the practical sense and in the spiritual sense. Help me to be a seed scatterer. Help me to love people so much that I love the hell out of them. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not cussing there. I'm saying that you literally love darkness out of them. You, you love them that they see God's love in you, for you, through you. What's our takeaway? You were born to shine. You were born to shine, especially in dark moments. You were, you were born to glow. And by glow, I don't mean just be weird. I mean you were born to reflect, to be a witness. As Pastor as he's saying a few moments ago, to be a witness of what you've seen and heard. Remember when they threatened the apostles in the book of Acts, said you can no longer, don't even mention the name of Jesus, don't teach or preach at all in the name of Jesus. And they said to themselves, we can't but help to say and teach and preach what we've seen and heard. We've, we've already, that ship has already sailed. We've already experienced so much, we've got to tell somebody. My friends, beyond these walls... There are people that are desperate and they're looking for him. Let them see him in you in some way. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your promises of your word. We ask you to let your word move in us. Holy Spirit, maybe there are people seeking today, seeking to know Jesus. Pastor, how do I know Jesus? You know what? There's a prayer to pray, but it's not the prayer that saves you. It's, It's the attitude of your heart when you say, God, yes. Your prayer doesn't have to be eloquent. It certainly doesn't have to be religious sounding. It just has to be real. Jesus, I need you. Come into my life. The Bible says whoever does that will be saved, changed. Not just go to heaven when you die, but you'll have an eternal, from that moment on, relationship shift. And if you've done that, that's not the end, that's the beginning. Of a life of growth, a life filled with purpose and meaning. And he wants to fill you to overflow with his spirit. And once again, you just have to begin to look into the word and say, God, show me this, teach me this, fill me up to the overflow with your spirit. Baptize me, immerse me in the power of your spirit. Breathe on me, Holy Spirit. That's it right there. I just kind of felt it right there. Just any anybody just, if you're in a place right now where you feel like you're in a, you're almost powerless in your life. You're going through a season where you're in transition or something, going through changes, stuff's going on around you. Maybe you need freedom in your life in some area where you feel bound. I just want to say to you, that that moment begins with fill me up, Lord. Fill me up with your spirit. Immerse me. Breathe on me. If that's you today, I'm not even looking. My eyes are closed too. Just in this moment, if you say, Pastor, I I need more power, more of the power of God in my life. In 2024, than I certainly than I've had in 2023. i want gonna just lift your hands up right now, just both hands up, and just say, Lord, breathe on me. Lord, breathe on me. Breathe on me, Holy Spirit. Just let your wind blow on my life again, afresh. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. The inspiration of God, the breath of God. His word comes alive. Lord, as we, as Pastor Chris mentioned, when we leave one doorway, we enter a new doorway. When we leave one year, we enter the same way. Help us to leave this year filled up with more of you. Filled with Jesus name his presence is here and he wants to touch you now amen I just want to give God time sometimes we kind of rush through these moments especially at an invitation time I just always want to just sit here for a minute just let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do the Bible talks about the glory of God that's on us, will be seen on us. The word there is weightiness. There's a, hit, there's a weightiness. You can almost feel the weight of the presence of God upon you. I love that. I hope you do. I just want that weightiness of God on me. I need more. I need more in 24. I'm not gonna, not gonna rhyme that, but I'm just not gonna wrap it for you. And I need more of God in 2024 than I had in 2023. Amen. I see ministering to several of you. Praise God. <clears throat> you know, when Jesus reigns, you reign with him. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at NowChurch.com, including live or on-demand video. Event registration online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you.